Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking about planning a small private event at Walt Disney World, specifically the Grand Floridian. There are a couple different ways that you can plan a small private event at Disney World, and today I want to focus on just the Grand Floridian because of the two ways, this is probably the most accessible, the easiest, and it gives you a lot of bang for your buck. So today, I have asked Tracy Brooks to be on the show. Tracy is a pal of mine who has had two private events at the Grand Floridian, and so she has a lot of experience with planning them with the different options that are available, and so she's going to share the story of how those two came about, and then I'll talk a little bit about the just the nuts and bolts of what you do if you want to go about planning one of these. So welcome, Tracy. Thank you for asking me to be on. It's great to have you here because you have such great experience. Before we get into your story, I'm just going to go over a little bit of the basics. So like I said, there are two ways to plan a private event at Walt Disney World. And we're talking today about small private events because if you're going to Disney World with your significant other for an anniversary or maybe you're having an elopement and you want to do some sort of special private party, I think most people figure that in order to do a private party at Walt Disney World, you need to be like having a wedding or something where you have 25 people, 50 people, 100 people. But it actually is possible to plan events for just two people or 10 people or six people. So the way that I usually do it is I go through Disney's catered events. And that's a whole separate thing. I'm probably going to have to devote an entire other show to that because there's a process there and there are the different options. But the other way you can do a private event is a really nice perk of the private dining service at the Grand Floridian. And while I'm sure that private dining at the other deluxe resorts would probably help you if you said, you know, I want to have a meal somewhere, they'd figure something out and they'd bring the meal to you. The Grand Floridian has made it their specialty to put on these very personal events for just two people or four people or whatever your group size is. They have a butler who will meet you. They help you customize a menu or they help you get food from any of the restaurants at the Grand Floridian, although there is, of course, an upcharge for that. And then, of course, you have access to the fabulous talents of the Grand Floridian Bakery if you want to add a cake or some other special kind of dessert. And the other cool thing about the Grand Floridian is there are a couple places you can sit to have your meal where you can see fireworks and or the electrical water pageant. So, This is a great way to do it if you want to have usually a private meal. Um, You know, maybe your meal is just going to be desserts or maybe it'll just be cocktails, but it's generally a meal and you work with private dining to plan everything that you want. And so all it takes is a phone call to private dining rather than going through the channels of Disney's catered events and talking about the minimums and all of that. So with that introduction, let's get into Tracy and Bill's story because they have had two events now at the Grand Floridian and I think they have a lot of great tips to share. 
Tracy, first, I wanted to start by asking you, what got you interested in doing an event at the Grand Floridian? Because I think a lot of people don't even know that this is an option. I had no idea this was an option at all. I'm a fan of the disc boards and read trip reports quite often. Just a little shout out to you. I'm totally hooked on your trip reports. <laughs> and uh, at some point, you had talked about things you had done for Patrick. And you had mentioned one of the disc brides had done a Grand Floridian private dinner. I think either on your blog or possibly even on the disc boards, you had linked to her installment of that trip report. And I was totally thrilled about that idea. I had mentioned it to Bill and then we kind of let it go. What I didn't know was Bill started planning it in his head that day. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Bill likes to surprise me with things at Disney, the flowers, jewelry, things like that. So he thought that a dinner would be a good plan since we were going to be there uh, this was last December for my birthday, and then uh, it would have been the anniversary of when we decided to spend the rest of our lives together. Oh. Um, he contacted one of our friends and asked her to see if she could contact the Grand Floridian uh, to get some information for him. One thing I'll let you know about Bill, he does have cerebral palsy. Um, he's in a power wheelchair, and um, he does have a bit of a speech impediment. So sometimes it's hard for people to understand him on the phone. So he uses a relay system. So he could quite often either email with Kathy or he could use the TTY system to call Pat if he needed to talk to her at Grand Floridian private dining. And I had no idea what was going on. Wow. Until it came time for the food because he got a sample menu. And Bill and I are very non-adventurous eaters steak some type of potato vegetables is absolutely fine with us and uh, so he was going back and forth with her about what to get so then at that point he finally decided he would ask me what I would want since he said it was for my birthday and our anniversary kind of didn't want to order food that I didn't want uh. so I was totally in shock after that wore off we went back and forth with Pat a little bit about what we wanted and it went from there and so when, now, because you did help plan the second one that you guys had, how yes. did you guys go about getting the ball rolling? Like, what was the first step? When I was involved, especially the second time, what I would suggest to somebody would be to call the, the private dining number, get in touch with Pat, and probably get her email address from her. Uh, it is so much easier to email back and forth. You Questions pop up in your head that normally wouldn't maybe if you're on the phone. Um, you might read something and decide you want to change something. And uh, she's, she's pretty prompt about getting back with emails. And it states at the bottom of her email which day she's out and things like that. So you kind of have an idea of when she'll be around. That's great. And I'll interject here and say that the phone number, the direct phone number for private dining at the Grand Floridian is 407-824-2474. And I will also put that in the post for this episode on my website. Oh, and I should also say Pat is the name of the person who currently uh, organizes these in private dining. If you are not talking to Pat, do not worry. Maybe somebody else has taken it over or she's on vacation, but uh, that's who's doing it right now. <laughs> So now, which locations were you guys offered when you first contacted her? Both times we were offered fifth floor inside or the third floor balcony. The first time they stated that they would try to put us on the balcony, but it was in December. So 
with the weather, it was kind of iffy. I think they stated that if it was 55 degrees or higher, we could be out there. Wow. Now, I don't quote me on that, but I think that's what the situation was. And in May, the day that we were going to do that, it was pouring all day long. And oh. we thought for sure that we would get put up on the fifth floor. But it just stopped raining like five minutes before we walked through the Grand Floridian lobby. Wow. So the butler moved everything out on the balcony for us. That's great. And I should say that the fifth floor option is right in front of some windows. So it's not like you're, you know, in a windowless room or something. But I can definitely see why people would prefer to be on the terrace because as we're going to find out, you can see fireworks and the electrical water pageant. So definitely we got to when uh, the one that we went to in December, we timed it because they asked what time you would like to have this done. Both times we wanted to make sure that it was around the fireworks schedule because we love Wishes Fireworks, whether it be the holidays, anything like that. Wishes Fireworks are our favorites. So we, we planned the December one around holiday wishes. And as it was going on, we looked over toward the Polynesian and you could see the high fireworks from Illuminations. Wow. It was wonderful. <laughs> and then, like you said, we were, I had totally forgotten about the electrical water pageant, and we could see that too. So it was, it was just like our private little oasis where we could see everything. Well, now that's really interesting because I did not know that you could see illuminations, the high ones anyway. And the thing with the electrical water pageant that I've found whenever I've been at the Grand Floridian is you can't see it from every single spot in the Grand Floridian. In fact, I have never seen it from the Grand Floridian. So it's great that that spot gives you the view of that and the fireworks. Oh, it was, it was a surprise because I, I had totally forgotten about it. Um, another thing is, uh, one thing to know, when they do have the um, movies out at the pool, you can hear some residual sounds from that. Interesting. When we went to the first dinner, Tangled was actually playing. So during our dinner, we heard all the music from Tangled. So oh. <laughs> that was amazing. That, we liked that because that was one of my favorite Disney movies. So to hear that was really nice. Every time we watch that movie now, we think of our dinner. Oh, that's lucky. And actually, that leads me to a question because I spoke to someone recently who also had a private dinner for her wedding. And she said that during the fireworks, other people were coming out on the balcony there right during their dinner. Did that happen to you? No, neither time. Nobody came. Interesting. So now what was the planning process like? You mentioned that email is good. Is it mostly done over email? With Bill, uh, well, both times it was done completely over email. The first time he had several questions he asked. She sent him a sample menu. She also sent us a sample invoice to show the breakdown of how things were charged. And then the first dinner, we um, added a slipper dessert and a mini cake. So uh, we didn't get regular desserts. We just got those and shared those. Sounds tasty. <laughs> definitely it was it was nice to try because we'd never um he asked me what we thought would be neat and um i follow the cake thread on the discords a lot and saw that you could get a mini cake and then i'd seen the slipper dessert quite a few times and i showed it to him and he thought both of those would be a good thing to try with emailing with her back and forth we he narrowed it down to what we would tell him everything you want from what to drink uh, the appetizer, uh, you know, and like you said, you can ask for different things. At some points, she could, she might say things like, oh, I don't know if we can do that. It might not be available during that time of year. At first, they're going to say things like that. But I, we found with a little bit of friendly pushing that you can get what you want. <laughs> okay, that's a great tip. 
So what would you say the price range is for an event like this? For both events, um, including a slipper dessert and the mini cake for the first meal, and then the second meal did include desserts, but then Bill did something else special for me. They were both around the $350 mark. Well, that's not too bad. I mean, especially considering how much an Illuminations dessert party will run you over at Epcot. Definitely. And the main thing that we really enjoyed about this, uh, we love Disney. We love being in the parks. But this was just so wonderful for us to just be there. Just the two of us, no people around. Um, You do have a private butler that comes in and he's very polite, very, he's there when you need him. He's not when you don't. Um, We enjoyed Jack from the Bronx so much. We requested him on the second time. Oh, that's a great, that's great to hear. He was wonderful to us, especially like a butler will do, you know, most things for you. When he noticed that since Bill has cerebral palsy, I normally cut his food up for him. He's fine with eating himself and everything, but it's hard. He can't cut things up. So as soon as he saw me start to do that, he said, no, ma'am, please let me do that. And I was just the girlfriend that night, not the helper whatsoever. He cut everything up for Bill made sure Bill was completely taken care of, and I could just sit back and we were both taken care of. I I have to tell you, when I read that part in your trip report, I started crying because it was so dear. What a wonderful thing for him to do. And the second time we went, (laughs) at the end of the first meal, he opened up the doors, the balcony doors to let us back in, and he asked Bill to stop for a moment. And he bent down and he hugged Bill. Aww. And I almost started crying, and then he hugged me, and then I just lost it. So the second time when we asked for him again, you're supposed to meet them usually at the piano in the Grand Floridian lobby. He apparently was looking for us at the when he was standing at the piano. As soon as he saw us walk in the doors, he came to us, bent down and hugged Bill and hugged me, and then we went upstairs. Um, he's just a fantastic cast member. He helped open up the Yacht Club and the Beach Club and then moved over to the Grand Floridian. He is just a fantastic Disney cast member. He is everything a Disney cast member should be. Um, he just loves his job. He takes care of the guests. He treats you like family. I mean, he's just, and, and I'm not stating that he did his job professionally the way he should, but he also was just very personable and very caring. That's a, what a glowing review and a, another great tip for our listeners. So definitely try to request cast member Jack. Yes, he's just fantastic. Can you give us maybe a timeline of the way the event ran? You mentioned that you met in the lobby. Both times we met the butler in the lobby. He then took us up to the third floor balcony in the concierge elevator. Other people tried to get on the elevator with us, but he asked very nicely for them to wait for the next elevator. Uh, we were then escorted to the balcony. He um, asked us if we were ready for our drinks, got that taken care of, and then went off to do the appetizers. He left the perfect amount of time for us between courses, enough time for us to talk, to watch the electrical parade, the electrical water parade. And dessert was timed perfectly right before wishes. With the first dinner, I knew that we were going to be getting the slipper dessert and the mini cake. During the first dinner, when we first came in, Bill had sent down a Jim Shore figurine of Mickey and Minnie Mouse for my birthday. So that was sitting on the table. So that was a surprise for me. The second dinner, Bill had worked with Pat to surprise me with a ring. Whoa. Um, It was for uh, the anniversary of the day that we met. He had talked to her about what you could do to present it. She offered two different options of either putting it, dropping it in a glass of champagne 
or putting it on what she called a proposal plate. It was a plate that said happily ever after in dark chocolate on the plate. And then there was a sculpted dark chocolate rose and the ring was in the middle of the rose. He brought that out right before wishes. I did the total ugly cry (laughs) right before wishes. I was just in total tears. I cried so much. He brought me another glass of water. (laughs) It was just amazing. It was, it was just a beautiful way to present something. And the grand Floridian amazes me with all the things that they can do. It sounds spectacular. And then, of course, at the end, you get to eat the chocolate rose. So <laughs> I was so enamored by it, I, I couldn't eat it. I just looked at it. It was just so gorgeous that I would not break it apart. I just, I was shocked. It was one of the best days ever in Disney. <laughs> it was It was totally shocking to me. Well, it sounds like it was a wonderful experience. Now, you've given us some great tips so far. Do you have any other recommendations for someone who might be considering planning an event at the Grand Floridian? We tried to do, the first time he called, he called six months out. The second time he called, it was four months out. Um, Four months, it seemed to be easier to talk to her about food options and things like that because she had more of an idea that, that the food options would stay the way they were. She wasn't as concerned about the menus changing or things like that. So I would say don't call too far out from your event, but don't try to jump too quick and try to do it like right before you go. The four-month period was pretty spot on about how quickly we could get back with her on dates. Uh, She was very good about, we gave her the time frame, you know, make sure to give them the time frame of when you're going to be there and what dates are available to you. And then she'll get back with you on what dates are open. You know, ask for a sample menu. Ask for a sample invoice so that you can see how they break everything down. That's actually a question I had was because when you do through Disney's catered events, you have to put down a deposit and everything. Did she just take a credit card? Did you have to put down a deposit? or Credit card is what she did. Okay. So and then you don't get charged until a day of. That's exactly right. I think there's like a 24-hour cancellation notice. I would suggest really talking it over with your spouse or loved one or whoever you're going to take about the time frame that you want to go. Some people do want to see wishes and things like that. You could do it earlier in the day, earlier in the evening, if you want to go back into the park. Um, I would definitely suggest to watch wishes from there. It is amazing. For the holiday wishes, we could actually hear some of the music wafting over. And um, it was just stunning. You can't see every firework. There are some trees, but once they get going with the fireworks, it is just amazing. So a tip I have is definitely go when the fireworks will be there. Very cool. Now, is there any place online where people can go to see photos or read about your events? Definitely. Um, I write trip reports on disboards.com. My username is Mrs. K someday. Uh, I have two different trip reports that have this in them with many pictures. Uh, The one with the birthday anniversary last December is Bill and Tracy's Kinda Excellent Adventure. (laughs) And the most recent dinner uh, report would be It's the Little Moments That Count. Okay, and I will put links to those in the post for this show so that people can see it. And once again, we're talking about private dining at the Grand Floridian. You can arrange to have a private meal there on the balcony or upstairs in one of the less traveled hallways. The number to call is 407 824 
888-242-2474. And you don't need to be staying at the Grand Floridian to do this. Anyone who's a guest on Disney property can plan one of these. So thank you, Tracy, so much for coming on the show today and sharing your experiences. I think you've offered a lot of great tips that are going to be really helpful for someone who might be considering this. Thank you so much for asking me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>